Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash The Gamer's Advocate. The Gamer's Advocate. Target acquired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the King. Missed you guys. Is that Bill? Is Actually, Bill I've been here the whole time. You guys, the truth is, they've been unplugging my mic. Yeah, we've been editing him out this whole time. It's been a lot of hard work, but worth it because he sucks. Oh, <laughs> kidding. We love you. Build you up and then bring you right back. Welcome <laughs> back, Bill. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Good to be back. Missed you guys. We missed you and all that lovely stuff. Ah, it feels like it's been forever, but it's really good to be back in this room with you sweaty fools. Sweaty? Well, oh. yeah, not yet, but well, you know, I, the end I of the show. I do smell as well. You never know what can happen. What, what have you been up to, Bill? Uh, <laughs> I can't really tell you. I mean, I could, but I'd have to shoot you right in the back of the head as soon as you're not looking. Oh, that's cold. I heard you met Jesus, Jesus though. Twerking. I did. Oh, that's he on was the deal. That's he on was, the deal. He was at Rock on the Range. <laughs> oh, I heard about that. How was it? It was awesome. The return of Alice in Chains. That's just where all the heavy metal bands come and play their songs. It at. is the biggest rock festival in the country now. Did you, in fact, rock on the range? I did. I also got sunburned on the range, got drunk on the range, tried to sell an empty bottle of water to other drunk people on the range, <laughs> <laughs> took random pictures with strangers on the range, you name it. It was about 30,000 wild maniacs. Rocking it out. Yeah, it was sold out this year, so it was probably a lot more than 30000 this year. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's awesome, Bill. We're happy to have you back, but since it's been two minutes, and if someone's new, they don't even know what they're listening to, let's welcome. Yeah, hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody, or welcome to episode 29 of The Gamer's Advocate, the E3 prediction episode. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill still. <laughs> hey, I'm still Jack, I guess. All right, we we got that out of the way, so let's get back to the good stuff. Have you been playing any games? Have you been yeah. at least doing some research while you've been away? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Everything from remodeling to finally getting some real time with Tomb Raider. What? It only oh, came yeah. out in February or March <laughs> or whatever. Um, but that game is awesome. You got fish? Oh, yeah. I've been building fish tanks and remodeling a yes. lot of the house. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff that I'm sure people are dying to hear about. But uh, unfortunately, I ran into a few situations that obviously kept me away from here for a while. But it's good to be back. He still loves all you. Don't worry. Yeah, no. It was not for... Except that one guy out there. Yeah, Scott in North Dakota, you're a jerk. I'm just so, kidding. So There's that one guy I had to ban on Twitter. Oh, yeah, uh, that's or, right. Or I forgot about that on guy. Twitter. So how, is, how far are you in Tomb Raider? I'm probably in the last quarter of the game. Nice. If, yeah, I, if I wasn't married, I would have finished it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that does take a lot of time out of it. But it's probably good you're catching up on those because... Seriously, she's got a gun. Oh, God, yeah. Because yeah. So we're still kind of in that lull of things like that. And next Friday... Yeah, well, that's Next the other thing, Friday. too. I've been playing the Last of Us demo also. Oh, yeah. How are you, how are you liking it? Um, no spoilers, but I won't give ruin people anything. A kind of a little hint. All I can say is if you see the review scores that came out today, I can totally see why that those are appropriate. Yeah, let me just say, there's been, I think, at least 25 perfect scores. Yeah, it's, so it's if the you, best scores this, I think if I've this, ever seen. Yeah, if this game hasn't been on your radar for whatever reason, do it. Coming out next Friday. Oh my God! It looks so. The good. one thing I will say about the game is I don't think it's going to be very easy. I think it's going to be a challenge in a good way. Yeah. I think you're going to have to use your brains more than your trigger finger, and uh, I, I can't wait to see 
well, that's YouTube kinda... videos that'll be popping up of how people get out of certain situations. That, I mean, that's cool because you know there's a plethora of just no-brainer shooters out there already. So, yep. a game that makes you think or something, kind of like a, a Bioshock, maybe that'd be nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Does that have a similar feel since you played the demo? Um, and, it almost feels like, and I hate to compare it to Uncharted, the way the voice acting and the the graphics are, but it's almost like a much darker, nastier, just. It's like if Uncharted and The Walking Dead met together. Oh, that is such a beautiful that, marriage. That would be, yeah, that would be about what this game feels like, and that's that's a great thing. That's cool. Now, um, if you guys pre-order it, what kind of bonuses do you get? Uh, all I know is I get to play the game at next Friday. Yeah, you that's all some, I care you about. You get some DLC for yeah, the multiplayer cool stuff, skins, but... but just get the game. That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the reviews are saying that the multiplayer is really fun too. So I'm excited about. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it's it was just released because they hadn't really been talking about multiplayer until really this week and the reviews. One of the modes is kind of based on kind of the game where it's only a few survivors and you have permanent death and it's very brutal. And if you die, it's like one of those things where you have to wait till the end of the match to respawn. And then the other one's a little more traditional. You have a pool of lives, and you have to try and kill people. But I'm sure resources are scarce and different things like that, but it looks kind of cool. Oh, there's also there's like a cool metagame with it, too, though, where you're basically a leader of your survivor, yeah. of your group, and you go out, and when you win, you can get more followers or do things like that. But when you start losing, you start losing followers and points and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you another reason instead of like a basic kill death ratio or something to strive for so that could that could that could give it some legs civilization 6 the last of us <laughs> oh that'd be awesome so how about you jack whittington anything exciting this past week uh, i've been jumping back into borderlands nice. trying to do some level ups i want to uh, catch up with you on that and get in with you cuz sean everybody sean got it too and we should all jump in all four of us yeah i mean I we sold it oops oh jeez oh man <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could use a, a, an extra person or two for sure because uh, it's a tough game. It's really it can be really tough, especially with the, like the ultimate Vault Hunter uh, difficulty settings because they have oh. the original. Why don't you calm down and back up a step? All right. <laughs> well, they have the they have the original you know difficulty. I blew through that, and then the second playthrough, and then they have Vault Hunter mode, and then they have Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. So there's four difficulty settings. Uh, there's now two expansions, actually, maybe. Three, yeah, there's three expansions out now. There's going to be a fourth one coming out with Tiny Tina's. When does uh, that come out? Pretty soon. The end of June, I think. Yeah, so real soon. Um, Gearbox is making that, which is awesome. So it's a huge game. You definitely get your money's worth with a season pass, uh, especially with four expansions. It's just a great game. It looks great. I like playing it. Uh, we're having fun. Just goofing around with people. Glad nice. to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing a little more Assassin's Creed, as always. I'm trying to get through as much of that as I can before Last of Us comes out and consumes my life. You know what we have to do before next Friday, all three of us? What's that? Watch E3? We have to go through the trial version, at least, of Monaco and try oh, to right, play that yeah. together. I'm dying to do that. Yeah, it's that an out. Xbox Live slash PC game multiplayer, and it's kind of sneaking around. Kind of like a heist game yeah. where each person has their own part they got to do, and you got to work together to pull yeah, up the heist. Yeah, we definitely got to try that. I think so, it'd be a blast. So even in the trial version, you can play the multiplayer with people? I don't know. I think uh, so. It's just probably just a shorter version or whatever it is. Some some games you can. There's been like that. Some games you can't I'll buy all, it if you guys buy it, but I'm not buying it unless you guys do. Yeah, fair enough. Unless yeah, anybody out there wants to play it, I'm Woody Hayes, W-0-0-D-Y-H-A-Y-E-Z-Z. Send me a friend request and say you'll play Monaco and I'll buy it just to play with you guys. Well, there you, that's cool. Because uh, I know... Uh, Bill and Adam here, they get games, and we never play together because 
you're on it totally Timing. different times all the time. Timing's bad. Well, I just haven't been able. Well, a lot of my money's gone to Medvet, so I haven't had been able to play much time. So, right, unfortunately. But uh, I got a couple other friends though that uh, play Borderlands. So if uh, you guys want to play with me, I'm on later at night, like nine o'clock to eleven sometimes. Eastern Standard. His uh, gamer tag is Pink Dress Mess. <laughs> no, so, <that'd> be um, <laughs> Diomedes nine eight seven. It's Greek. If you can't spell it, I'm not going to spell it for you. Oh, it's speaking of, I'm changing mine to Pink Dress Mess now. <laughs> I think you should. Uh, speaking of uh, downloadable games, tomorrow, or no, today, a game came out called State of Decay, which is, from some reviews, kind of the zombie game that everyone kind of wanted. Because it's, it's not so much Left 4 Dead style where you run and gun, but it's all about surviving. And it's, it's a single-player game. It's only 20 bucks, and resources are scarce. You get killed really quickly if you're not really sure about it. But that's another game you should at least try out if you are into Walking Dead and all that stuff. It's getting really good reviews. Yeah, it really is. So, t- like I said, today is our E3 prediction episode, and we're going to be diving into what we think is going to happen next week. E3 is starting June 10th, just so everybody knows, and we will kind of give each each of you each of us a chance to say what we think is going to happen at the biggest show in the gaming world. But before that, we have a few news topics to jump into. Of course, we're going to talk about the the heartwarming story that we always like to do. And this time, it takes place in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Bless you. <laughs> oh, there it is. Those crazy Brazilians came up with a super formula. Hey, you be nice. They also came up with the G-string, so settle down. Oh, right. I do love a good booty. Well, if it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, a good booty. Well, yeah. <laughs> a good booty. Right. But anyways. Yeah, so the the Children's Cancer Center down in Sao Paulo, it's called AC Camargo Cancer Center. They teamed up with Warner Brothers, and they're basically turning their children's cancer ward into the Hall of Justice. So not only are they doing that, but the chemo is is being encased in a case with logos of superheroes. And they're saying that the chemo is super formula to kind of say, oh, the, the, this is what the superheroes went through, and this will get you better, and we'll turn you into a superhero. And it's it's mostly to get get the kids' morale up and make them feel better because obviously chemo sucks and it's a horrible thing to go through but trying to make their lives easier and more enjoyable and maybe it'll help with the healing process you never know yeah as long as is eventually as long as it helps yeah as long I mean, as it's, it's doing it to uplift them and and give them that fighting spirit to get through it it's just you know down the road years from the road you got to tell them they don't have superpowers <laughs> you don't want kids jumping off the roof thinking yeah. they can fly and going backwards you know yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, really. I mean, I'm not. Of course, you I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. I won't joke about it, but it, it's weird that you give kids superhero formula, um, and then what if it doesn't work though? You know, that, what if they get sicker and what? I mean, what do you tell them? How do you rationalize it? It just seems like it's kind of. How do you rationalize cancer? I mean, I know this is getting into much deeper. No, and, no I'm and, not saying rationalize cancer. I'm just saying, okay, you're pumping someone full of super formula, and then, you know, the kids get sicker. I mean, obviously a kid's going to ask, you know, why isn't this working? Why am I? Why do I feel so bad? Why am I getting sick? I, I'm just wondering. I mean, I like the idea, kind of like the Patch Adams idea, of making it a, a brighter, cheerful, kind of cool de- thing to do instead of dreading going there. Just like, right. you know, the dentist brought in TV or, you know, uh, I, I know, clown, you know. I know people have gone through chemo and it's horrible, but if there's something that they can find good in it, that's a good thing. I mean, my first thought, too, was, a little worrisome because, yeah, what if you give these kids hope and it doesn't work? But at the same time, I mean, think about 
how excited kids are for Christmas when they believe in Santa and how much more of a big deal it is than when you get older and you're just kind of like, oh, and in case there's little kids listening, there's totally Santa. I did. I'm not. That's real. I'm just thinking, like, eventually you're going to have to break some bad news to the kid. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I hope it really does work. I know it's something new and they're trying to do something better, which is great, in my opinion. But yeah, I just had to give my. My two cents. No, I totally. Thanks for that. <laughs> you, you, no, it's 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 a great thing. The only thing is, you do worry about. Well, of course, what, but I, yeah. what if it goes wrong? Exactly, for that kid but it's or, cancer, and that cancer is just. Uh, but if anything, you, if you, if you can make him down, smile. Yeah, anything that's going to make a smile, even for a little while, is worth yeah. it. I used to work at Children's Hospital and uh, worked sometimes on the cancer floor, and you see those kids every day, and all of a sudden you go up there, and, and one that your buddy's with is just gone, and you know he didn't go home, and. It sucks. So any anything that you can do to help them, even in the short term, is a good thing. Yeah. So sorry to talk about a depressing topic, but it's always good when people are trying different ways to cheer people up. And I mean, I just want to jump in here. And we definitely care about it because we're setting up a whole charity to help the Children's Miracle Network uh, for kids and to support them, whether they can pay or not, to to help them with their medical bills. So I mean that's the whole extra life thing, the thing we're setting up. So anyways, just to tie it in to make it relevant to what we're actively working on as well. Fair enough, sir. So the next topic goes back I think to the nineteen eighties. If you remember a game called E. T. <laughs> that was one of probably the worst games of in history. Dude, I played this game. I played this game I did not. I played this game until I realized I had no freaking clue what was going on or what was happening or what I was supposed to be doing and totally gave up on it. Yeah, so if if you're unfamiliar, this game, due to whatever reason, bad performance in the market or just it, it was a horrible game and I think you no, said it was, was some garbage. licensing issues or it, something. It, it was here's what happened. They wanted to do a tie-in. Video games are still pretty new, but it, it was one of the first real... That and uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark were made into games. Raiders of the Lost Ark was pretty bad, but at the time it did a little better. But E.T. was thrown together... People didn't think of video games, even what they do now. I mean, even now, licensed video games kind of get the eye rolls from a lot of real gamers and stuff, thinking, oh, it's going to be bad. Some are better than others. Well, back then, it was, how quick can we cash in on this? And they gave them, like, I think two months tops to make this game. I'm talking from idea to finished product. Uh, again, on an Atari 2600, which is not likely the most powerful machine. I mean, right. it was at the time, but they had no time. The only thing cool about this game was the cover art on the box looked cool. There was such a quick backlash. Like, it sold right off the, the, the bat. And when people played it, the word of mouth spread. Because there wasn't tons of, you know, advertising for video games. There was a commercial for it, but... It spread so fast that the sales dropped off immediately. And I think at some point they lost the license to sell it to and they were forced to bury them. Yeah. I don't quote me on that part. I'm not 100% sure on it, but I know part of it. They, had so, they made millions of them thinking this was going to be the biggest selling game ever just because of the name E.T. And gamers were smarter than that. Yeah, That's the so, bottom line. So several million of these were buried in a New Mexico landfill. And they've been buried since 1982. And... It's it's kind of become like a legend. I mean, it's it's true. Everyone assumes, but you haven't seen it in so long. It's like, what happened to them? Maybe what did it actually happen? What's going on? There's actually a, a, a gosh, I wish I could give their name some props. Video Game Express down the street from my house, and they've got um, game of the game of the month or game of the year, and they've got a copy of the box up, oh, up on the wall for that. That's up there every month <laughs> for awful. game of the month or, or for game of the year, or what have you. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, licensing issues can definitely come into play. I know um, Battlefield 4, uh, EA doesn't want to license the gun names anymore. So uh, 
they're just gonna have to like make up their own names or some craziness. So that'll I mean, bother that, that could be part of it. Five minutes. Well, some like real real gun fanatics might get bothered by that. For the most part, if the game's fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like gun names don't, don't matter because you know they're like trademark license names like Desert Eagle and whatever else. But uh, I could see where that could impact like a movie or a movie game because that's what it's all totally based around. Or maybe a driving game. I know some of the games like, especially well, in like Grand that? Theft Auto. When you yeah. jump in the car names, you're like, it's like Speeder or Speedo well, or whatever. I mean, that that'd is. be like if the NFL, the, the Dallas Cow persons, you know, you don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean, licensing's tricky. Cleveland Topes. Licensing's tricky. That's why you don't see every single game released on virtual console and stuff like that and being re-released because licensing is a problem and why you can't get some characters in some games. So it's it's tricky. But that aside, the Fuel Entertainment is going to do a documentary where they're actually going to dig up these games. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with them after it. <laughs> It'll be kind of an interesting thing to see several million copies of these Atari games and if and seeing it being unveiled. It's like a what, horrible game treasure hunt or something. What they ought to do is put them, make you know people that have been committed you know violent crimes make them play them as punishment. <laughs> I like it. That sounds awesome. So uh, stay tuned for that. I think I. I can't. I can't remember if it's on Kickstarter or if they're actually doing it right for real, but it's. It's probably going to happen, and it'll be interesting to see because this is something that's been talked about in the video game world for a very long time. I hope they find it and like recycle all that plastic crap. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a lot of plastic. Uh, Ten bucks is they find Jimmy Hoffa there too. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So we're going to jump into a couple more topics before our predictions, and the first one is just a quick shout out to the PlayStation Plus titles coming in June. Now, there's a couple other ones that are not as well known, like Virtue's Last Re- Last Reward and Machinarium, but there's two games that are coming to PS3 for free, Bill, I know you can, what you're going to say, <laughs> free, <laughs> after a $50 entrance fee to PlayStation Plus, blah, blah, blah. It's like free drinks, but you got to pay the cover charge at 20 bucks. Deus, Deus Ex Human Revolution and Saints Row the Third. Now, that is legit. No, it is. I'm... I'm <laughs> PlayStation Plus is a good deal. I just love to make fun of the I idea. Know. Every of time being I say free, free Bill gives me crap. Well, at least um, at least Bill's just bashing PlayStation. I just ban- bashed uh, cancer drugs. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so if you have PlayStation Plus, you should definitely check that out because those games are are incredible. And and Central Four, whatever it's called, is coming out this fall, so it's a good way to gear up for it. And Deus Ex had a sequel, but not really announced. <laughs> Adus Montreal did this thing again where they went to Vine or went to YouTube and teased that a new Deus Ex, the fall, is coming. So everyone here is like, oh my god, it's it's a new game. It's the sequel to Human Revolution on consoles, blah, blah, blah. They revealed it today, and it's a mobile game. I don't know. I'm, uh, I know you're really hurting up to get Deus Ex again. I still haven't even played the one for the Xbox 360 yet. Oh, <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't even started it. It's It's orange. I don't even have it. Everything in it's orange. <laughs> it's so good. Yellow. But I mean, I, I give it crap because this game actually does look good. I just really want a sequel to the game. But it takes place in 2027, the same time frame as Human Revolution, and you play as a former SAS mercenary named Ben Saxon. And the story is kind of parallel to Human Revolution, and it's got all the upgrades. It's got the mini games unlocking stuff, and it really holds that style and sense of exploration and. Hopefully they transferred it well to the mobile, to iPhone and iPad. They didn't. Five out of five. Yeah, five out of ten. <laughs> I mean, five out of ten. <laughs> I was kidding. He gave it a perfect score. Bill loves yeah. mobile gaming when they're ported over, and he loves virtual control oh, sticks. That's the one thing uh, that worries yikes. me, is virtual stick, like, control sticks, analog sticks, are just... Ugh. 
They never really as long as Hopefully ha- they have some way to... Well, as long as Halo doesn't try that crap, I'll be all right. <laughs> Here we go with the segues again. Yes. Ba-bam, bam. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so another game coming to mobile, but this one is a little more frustrating, I guess you could say. Halo Spartan Assault. It's been rumored a little bit. It's a mobile title. What? It's, it's I had a, no idea. Well, you don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> it's a top-down twin-stick shooter. And it's, if you're familiar with Smash TV or a, a lot of these other games where it's, yeah, it's an overhead view and you control with the left thumbstick and you shoot with the right analog stick. So you have a lot of control. If you're not familiar with those games, it's probably because you like to play more fun games. Oh, shut your face. But Halo Spartan Assault is, it takes place in the universe. It's, it's got vehicles. It's got the enemies, the sounds, the music. And good graphics looks very interesting. It is but, pretty. But it is only coming out for Windows 8 and Windows 8 Phone. So, Scott and some guy named Tim in North Dakota, have fun. See, I mean, I understand that Halo is Microsoft property and they want to push their phones, but... Come on. I mean, come on. Think, of the, think very of the market you're missing with the iOS. At the come very on. least, port that over to Xbox Live Arcade and at least let the Xbox yeah, Live really. people play it. Come on, that's just stupid. Yeah, they probably will, maybe. I don't know. They've got to. I mean, seriously, like five people have Windows 8, and and most of them are in that commercial where they're dancing around with the damn <laughs> Surface tablet. Yeah, most people hate it, too. Yeah, they exactly. <laughs> My father-in-law got a Windows 8 phone. He doesn't. Him and technology, they don't get along anyway, and him trying to do that phone, not good. Not even pretty, but very funny. <laughs> I'm sure. But that, I mean, it, it, that's coming out, I think, pretty soon, and... It looks good. So if you have Windows, a Windows tablet or a Windows 8 phone, good, good power to you. I hope you enjoy it. If not, <laughs> we will well, not you can hang out with us. But another mobile game that you will be playing because it's coming out and will probably come out to every platform known to man is Plants vs. Zombies 2. It's about time. It is. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the sequel to one of the most successful mobile games in history. And it's coming back July 18th. And it's called It's About Time. Now, when they released the title, everyone thought it was just funny because it's been a long time, and they're basically just saying, hey, it's about time that we're coming back to the video game world. But it actually has to do with time travel, so it literally is about time. So you get to go to ancient Egypt, you get to go to the pirate seas and the Wild West and all this awesome stuff. I get it. Time. (laughs) Congratulations. Here's a cookie. Time. Time. You don't get a cookie. I already got it. (laughs) Did you guys have you guys played Plants vs Zombies a lot? Yeah, it's pretty fun. I never got into it. I'm sorry. Oh, of course you didn't. <laughs> it's such a good game. But another, it's it's interesting to note that it's going to be free to play. Now they claim that players can face every zombie and access every level and every world at no cost. But as with this real racing that we were talking about before, we'll see how successful they are with that and how hard it is to get everything that you need to get. I got a problem with all these uh, free-to-play games because they're quote-unquote free-to-play, sure. But then when you play them, you're like, oh, wait, this isn't fun because I have to pay for stuff so I can advance in the game. I just I, I have trouble even dealing with the free-to-play because I just don't trust them. I just, I'm always waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's not that I don't trust them. It's just that initially it's fun for like five seconds, and then you realize, oh, wait. To advance in this game, I'm going to have to grind the absolute crap out of it. And I I don't want to. And, you know, not, but not all games are like that. I mean, a good deal are. But, like, that game, Real Racing 3, I, re- I never... I mean, I spent money because I appreciate what the developers did and what they made. And, like, I wanted to support them. But you really could play that game without really paying anything. 
And there's another game I'm playing now called Dead Ahead, which is you're on a motorcycle and you're escaping zombies and doing all this stuff. And it was free, but you can pay to get a really nice bike or maybe some more coins. And I've probably played this game for three, four hours without spending anything. I mean, it, they really are starting to strike a balance, but I agree with you. There are some games that take it way too far in. Final Fantasy? It's just not fun. Yeah, exactly. Anything from Square Enix. Yeah. I just wish they had a, a different mechanic to do it because it, they do try to pull you in and then, you know, you get to that point where you kind of want to play it some yeah, more, but you definitely can't go any further without dropping a couple bucks. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Whatever. Fun's over. Yep. And I just get frustrated and I throw it away or delete it. I check it out and then make fun of it here on the show. But here's here's what I'll say once again that I say a lot of times. If it wasn't making the money, they wouldn't be doing it. I, yeah, I know. People. <laughs> yeah. Quit making money, jerks. Now, now, one last thing about Plants for Zombies. Pop Cabin, EA, they kind of teased out a couple photos. Uh, one was the kind of the Mass Effect character. Not, not the characters, but kind of the poses and the lettering. And it said Grass Effect. And then there was... Was it from Colorado? Uh, maybe. And then there was a Dead Space one with, with Isaac, but it was really a zombie, and it was called Dead Face. So they didn't talk about this yet, but I'm hoping there's some theme levels and mon- enemies, because that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I always love theme levels. Dead Face. I, I know her. Dead She's face. a... Did you no. say something about grass? Because that can turn people into zombies. Grass <laughs> face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's set in Colorado. Or Washington. That'd be good if that was like a move, like the plants would do a grass effect move on the zombies. Nice. Zombies, huh? You know, speaking of... Well, zombies, if you're huh? going to talk about zombies, I want to talk about Walking Dead. Walking Dead is coming gotta, back. Yay. We don't know when yet, but oh. Telltale Games started teasing out some vines, and they're introducing some new characters. We got one guy named Vince and another girl named Bonnie, and they're basically on a billboard with some other photos, so they're just teasing that this either the standalone episode before Season 2 will focus on these characters, or maybe Season 2 will focus on these characters. And I think they're kind of leading up towards E3, because that's what they're ramping up for. They're talking about zombies so, on Vine, which is a plant. Plant versus zombies. Hey-o! Hey-o! That's, you can't that's go like a backwards segue. That's a reverse transition. That just happened. Okay, so, Plants vs. Zombies, It's About Time, is coming out on July 18th. Shake and bake. Oh, wait. We already talked about that. And there's something about, like, yeah, Plants vs. Zombies. Shake and bake. <laughs> So it's it's exciting to finally hear some news about yes. Walking Dead because it's been way too damn uh, long. I miss it. I miss you cheap, awesome game. I do too, but I don't like pay attention to the teases or the ghost trailers or the viral marketing and stuff because like, oh, okay, it's coming out in 2022. <laughs> no, this game's coming out in fall 2013, they already announced, so it's getting closer. Uh, oh, I thought it was supposed to come out over the summer and the new game was coming oh, out yeah, in no, fall. I'm saying season two will be fall Oh, yeah, good. Yay! I mean, hopefully it doesn't get delayed, but that's what they're shooting for. I'm totally excited You're about so that. Open. And I, I know, know that they're working on Wolves Among Us, you know, based on the Fable series, which right, exactly. isn't as cool as the original that's Fable. Sure, that's got to be coming out soon, I would think so. Well, the Fable ones will be cool. Not as cool as the original oh, Fable yeah. by Lionhead. That'd be cool to play again. You are just on fire. We missed you, Bill. Hey, yo. Fable anniversary. <laughs> Lionhead is treating its fans to one more trip to Albion with a remake of the original Fable. I'm so excited, you guys. You should totally see my nips. <laughs> <laughs> At his hands. He's doing a little dance. It's one of my all-time favorite games. And I know Molyneux promised things that weren't in it, like a giant dragon. Right. And I know that it, was, it wasn't it was perfect, but I don't care. There was just that I loved it. I beat it like four or five times. Played it good. Played it evil. Played it a mix of both. Oh, you played it real good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, he's That's my, I'm doing my Harlem shake, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love those games. I know some people gave the second and third one some crap too, but I I enjoyed them. I liked the dog. I liked I liked some of the choices. I know it was the ending of Fable Two without spoiling anything. I know it's been a long time, but it kind of seriously it's been like eight years. It kind of flipped it kind of flipped the way you play games on its head, basically. Well, I will say this. Fable 2 was great until the final battle, the last boss. I literally, and I told you this the other day, I literally walked up to him and like hit him, and he fell down through this thing, and he was done, dead, game was over. You did it. And You're like, yay. I was just like, really? What? And then Fable 3, they didn't finish it. They were just like, oh, you're building up for this. Oh, we're done. we got to <laughs> ship it. It wasn't done yet. It, it just all of a sudden, there's no warning, and the big end battle comes, and you're screwed. Because yeah. you didn't had no idea it was coming that fast, right? That's what she said. <laughs> but it was just it just it was a game that could have been good, and it right. just it seemed like they had to get it out on time. And I'm definitely with you because uh, Fable, the original Fable, was like awe inspiring, like uh, groundbreaking, and I really really enjoyed it. One of my favorite games of all time as well. Fable two and three had its moments, but then it felt really weird. Yeah. Like it felt forced, and like the dog was cool and some other thing. But there was some. There's weird parts where I just put the game away and started playing something else. You know I'll tell you what, I, mean? I was playing the original Fable, actually, uh, some of the time I was off when I got a little free time here and there again. And I still loved it. This is before I knew about the Anniversary Edition. I know a game's like really great when I want to just replay it again. And that was one of the games for sure. Oh, I, I popped doubt. it in. I, I think I replayed it like three or four times, actually. I, I seriously did, to too. Get, to get all the weapons, to do the good and evil choices, and to do the different augmentations, and plus to get a frying pan, which was hidden in the barn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this anniversary edition, they're not just sitting on their laurels and just kind of upping up the resolution. They're really taking this and putting some love back into it. And they're including the they're including the Lost Chapters, which actually has a giant dragon. Yeah. Bringing it back. It's the expansion, base, more or less. And they're bringing achievements to Fable, which what came out, before achievements, so you can finally get some fable achievements. Nice. I just can't wait to play it on like updated graphics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's going to be 1080p visuals. There's going to be a new UI because it's a little outdated from what it used to be. I hear they're going to have better saving systems. There's going to be that, leaderboards. Be nice. There's going to be smart glass integration, so maybe you could play those pub games or some mini games to build up your gold or something like that. And Yeah, they're just really looking to... Bring it back to the modern age. It's good that they're going to fix the fact that, like, when you went to a new area, area, I mean, literally while it was saving, you could seriously go on a hiking expedition, <laughs> maybe sail around the world in a canoe, come back, make a sandwich, sit down, and then get to the new area. I, I was afraid that that reminds that reminds me exactly of how I used to play it. Like, you know, when you pop into another area and you're like, "Oh crap, I got to go back," and then you like, you got to go through like the load you're thing like, again. Yeah, maybe like, I'll look around for a while before like, I do oh, that. Oh no. <laughs> I messed up. Like five minutes later, you're like, all right, I yeah, guess I'm that, back. That feeling of realizing you went to the wrong area is just, oh, shucks. Yeah, it was, it's bad. It was bad. Yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> you thought I was going to say shit. No, yeah. Oh, you just did say it. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, but it's Take that, it's kid. This, it's, I missed you. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little bit for it. It's coming out this holiday season. No. But I it's exciting. It. I'd like it to come out now, please. I mean, I would like every game to be out yes, at please. this moment. Yes, please. I'm as excited about that as I am for The Last of Us, I'm going to be honest. That's impressive. Uh, okay, maybe us. almost as excited last as Last of Us. Last of Us is just, oh my god. Oh my god. Let me tell you, I'm the last of us to pre-order that, because I haven't yet. You better. Hello. I'm, I'm that's, why I, that's why I was asking about the pre-order bonuses. I don't know about them. I'm a month away from, from new college football. I'm pretty stoked about that, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Well, they can't say the names of the people in college football. 
Well, you talk about trademark and you're right. They right. can't. They download rosters though. Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller. In all honesty. Gordon gone because he hates Catholic. <laughs> Poor Gordon Gee. In all honesty, though, do you guys really Gordon even Geezer. like the pre-order bonuses? Do you ever really use them? Uh, not usually. I get excited about them. Some of them. What's one you can name you know, that you remember? That I'll you tell you enjoyed? one. I'll tell you one. Last year's college football, I got a bunch of really cool of the uh, Nike Pro Combat uniforms cool. for like some that. teams. That was cool. But this year, they're not doing that. They're doing stuff for the Ultimate Team thing, which... Yeah, I know a lot of people love that. It's not really my thing, but I'm more online dynasty kind of guy. I like, uh, like at Borderlands I pre-ordered, I got like three of the new weapons. I got like a golden key to unlock a chest, and uh, you get the character too. I got like the Necromancer for free, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, I did. And uh, that was a good one. You got like a whole new character. Like some of it was just like gorilla skins and like crappy weapons. Yeah. Um, especially like some shooters and stuff. It's kind of nice. Yeah, uh, I... I don't even remember. Like, I got stuff for Tomb Raider, and I couldn't tell you what it was. And even the shotgun I got in uh, Bioshock, I didn't really notice any yeah, big I difference. I, I thought about that. I'm like, I don't even remember getting this thing. <laughs> you know what you should do right now, though, that I haven't got to do in a while? Thank our sponsor? That's it. Oh, well, let's do it. Game time. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook for trying out their service. And as a present for the return of Bill... We're going to give him the reins back to recommend a book he thinks you'll like to listen to. I'm really excited about this one. I might have even recommended it before, before I left. I don't care. I'm doing it again because this book is awesome. I'm only about 40% of the way through it, and I know that because it's on a Kindle and it shows you how much. Booyah. But I am recommending by Joe Hill, son of the great Stephen King, his new book, Nosferatu, which is spelled like a license plate, N-O-S-4-A-2. It, this is his... It. This is his, the stand. I mean, this is going to be the one that breaks him into. into I mean, he's already stardom. Sells millions of copies of his al- of his albums, uh, of books. his books. But this is going to be the one I think that really makes his name for himself. It's creepy. It's really fast paced. It's one of those ones where you want to keep reading just a couple more pages. It's like Civilization, but it's a book. You know, you that one more turn, that one more page. Very unpredictable. So again, I can't recommend this book any any more highly. It's almost 700 pages, and I've already flown through the early parts of it. I know friends that have finished it that are just like, y- it just gets better and better and better, and the pace just keeps picking up, and, and it's just pure chaos. But it's uh, not for the faint of heart, let's put it that way. It's definitely... Uh, I don't like The Last of Us. If it's a movie, it would be rated R, unless it was done really horribly. So, <laughs> But again, Nosferatu, or N-O-S-4-A-2, by Joe Hill, fan freaking tastic. So to download Nosferatu or any of the other hundred thousand books that Audible has to offer, go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. So as I'm sure a lot of you are aware, E3 is beginning Monday, June 10th. And with it come big announcements, big surprises, big mess-ups and train wrecks, if you will. (laughs) Yay, those are fun, too. Now, I wrote an article about the best and worst moments of E3. That article was on the front page of IGN. Again, again, good job, Adam. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of good response to that, a lot of good conversation on it. always love seeing that. It's a a cool feeling. And I I just kind of went down and kind of focused on the big three of Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo and gave them a high point and a low point. And... I kind of want to just bring it to you. Do you guys have any E3 moments that you remember that kind of just stick out in your mind? <laughs> it's kind of funny to me, but um, 
when they revealed uh, Twilight Princess and people, grown men were crying. <laughs> I, people I got saw a, that people on G4. I saw that on G4 when it happened, and I almost peed my pants laughing. I'm sorry. And it's not that it's great games. I'm not trying to make fun of the game at all or the people that enjoy them, but you come Really? Come on, man. Oh, I mean, hey, after that trailer when Shigeru Miyamoto came out with Link's Shield and Master Sword, that was awesome. Hey, standing ovation, totally get that. Crying like a little kid over it, uh, I'm going to make fun of you. Sorry. Sorry, just a little bit. What Doesn't if, mean I don't what like if, you. What if Civilization Revolution 2 came out? Wouldn't you shed a tear? No, I would stand up and clap. I'd probably I'd probably get a boner. But I wouldn't uh but I wouldn't cry. Not in front of you guys. <laughs> Fair enough. I no, might, but I that, might go off somewhere and cry. Yeah, cause that that moment is one of my high points because that's well that is obviously what I'm going to miss about the Nintendo press conferences and the live things because Nintendo always has that charm and yeah, some people may say it's cheesy or whatever, but I like those moments. They're they're things you talk about and things you remember. What is it at E3 when the guy from Microsoft like went out sort of just like flipping out and running all over the stage and like trying to get everyone fired up? Oh, are you talking about Mr. Caffeine for Ubisoft? Yeah. Yeah, that guy was. Because yeah, if you remember Mr. Caffeine, he was like in a blue shirt and kind of longer hair, and he was just doing all these crazy motions and jumping around the stage, and people uh, were like, chill out. This guy was like literally running back and forth like he was lead singer uh, of a band and trying to get. 80,000 people motivated at a big rock festival kind of guy. How about you, Jack? Do you have any favorite E3 moments from the past? I like when um, PlayStation uh, undercut Sega Saturn and just destroyed that console because... uh <laughs> that, that's probably what, that was incredible. Yeah, I like, I like Sega Saturn. Like people are all excited for that console, and then just PlayStation destroyed it. And guess what? I bought a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah me I mean, too. not only that, Sega Saturn came out of E3 and said the new Saturn will be available tomorrow. And everyone's like, "What? Excuse me?" Because uh, they didn't have as many games. The retailers weren't ready. The people weren't ready, and it was coming out for three ninety nine. And then PlayStation comes on stage and says, "Hey, ours is coming out in a few months, but it's only two ninety nine." Boom. Drop the mic and they won. And it's ten times better. Yeah. And Sega is not really around anymore. <laughs> that, was, that was a huge turning point. Another one I can think of is, is definitely the, uh, i got to give it to Peter Moore, with the uh, Halo release date tattoo right, yeah. and the Grand Theft Auto tattoo. I, that, that was, I mean, it's not, if you think it's a silly gesture or whatever, those announcements are what E3 is all about. Like, it really I mean, is. GTA coming to Xbox 360 after Grand Theft Auto 3 was on PlayStation. I mean, that was huge. And Halo was 2. Huge. Oh, Halo 2. I mean, that, yeah, because Halo was a phenomenon. The multiplayer online. Everyone oh, yeah. knew what was coming. It was going to be huge. And it, and it lived up to it on top of it. So that's why it's a good memory. Had it failed, that memory would be, you know, laughable now. But Yeah, exactly. And now one more that I want to kind of point out is a bad part from Nintendo is that Awful, awful, but amazing. Wii U <laughs> music, or Wii music demo. Oh, my God. With His name is Robbie Drums. He's a DJ. And this guy, oh, my God. He's a DJ. His faces. He's a DJ at, like, like two minutes BP of, on third shift yeah. now because there ain't nobody paying him oh to DJ God. after that. He, that is just one of the most ridiculous videos. And I don't know. I would love to have been in the room when they were like, this is an amazing idea. Now he's DJ. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> yeah. Oh geez. So there, there's, I mean, there's a ton more memories, and there's a lot more to talk about, and I'm sure we'll get a lot more this time. But I kind of want to just jump in and give us a lot of time to talk about our predictions. Should we just do like each do one yeah, and then yeah, go down the we'll kind of go down the line. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna give a prediction. Probably start with three if we have some more, or we have some more time. We'll maybe throw in a few more. And next week, or if maybe we'll see how things go, we'll see how well we did and who is a psychic and who is an idiot. <laughs> So, uh, I could be in trouble. So we'll start from left to right, and we'll start with Mr. Bill. 
Let's hear what your first prediction is. My first prediction is that all three E's will be present. Well, I think we could already give give Bill a point. I think that's a pretty much done deal. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, seriously, though, I do believe that Lionhead uh, was kind of leading with the uh, Fable remake as kind of like the left jab, and the right hook is going to be Fable 4's announcement, and it will be an Xbox One exclusive, and it's going to be the... first Xbox? <laughs> no, the new first Xbox. Oh, gotcha. And that's going to be the one game that just makes me go, oh, damn it, because I'm very much leaning towards a PS4 this year instead of that. All right, well, for half a point, will it be called Fable 4 yes. or Fable something else? Nope, I think it's going to be Fable 4 because... They, they're they doing Fable Anniversary. They did Fable The Journey. I think they're going to be get back on track with This is Fable 4. It's going to be a whole new story, a whole new direction. Now they don't have Peter Molyneux to make uh, all these bold predictions. We'll see what they do with it. Fair enough. I think that's a good that's a good get, a prediction. We'll see if that comes true. I would love it to come true. Cause it's, I mean, Fable is one of their biggest franchises, so that'd be cool if they were like, we have Anniversary coming in the fall. Next year, we'll have Fable 4. I do also predict it'll be a launch title, that it's been in the works for a while. Launch title? Launch title. I, I think that Fable Anniversary kind of makes that not so much happen. You're right. I take that all back. <laughs> all right. We'll let you have one redo. Okay. My first prediction. The PlayStation Vita will have a price drop from 250 to $200. And that will also include a price drop, finally, of these frickin' memory cards. Because $100 will get you a 32-gigabyte memory card when I could go to Best Buy and get a 2-terabyte hard drive for the same price. It's just about time, Sony. Too bad you're predicting any games coming out for it. Hey, those, those are going to come. I don't even need to predict it. Right? Oh, okay. It's a fact. I was going to go a different route with the slam. I was going to predict that no one's going to care. Oh, Ooh. man, that hurt. No, it doesn't I, hurt because you I guys would, are wrong. All right, go for it, Jeff. I'm with Jack. No, I, if it does price drop, I might look at it again. If there's also some games announced with it, that'd be nice to see. So, um, Anyways, my prediction is since Disney is teaming up with EA, we're going to see a new Star Wars game. It's going to be a shooter. And I hope it's Battlefront. It's not going to be Battlefront, but it'll probably be like Star Wars 1313 or something. They might revive it. Maybe. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I think it's a little early. They're going to have a Star Wars shooter. They're going to have a Star Wars shooter. Okay, fair enough. Phil, number two. Number two involves your favorite little system that nobody else cares about, the Nintendo Wii U. Don't be hating. I do predict that they will announce the next Zelda game. And they will either announce another Metroid game or another Super Mario game. All will be coming out this year. Super Mario does not count because they've confirmed that. Okay. Um, let's just say, in general, another one of their big hitters, which... Are there any more? Smash Brothers? Anything? They, well, they confirmed Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, and the new Super Mario are coming out. So they have Donkey Kong, they have Metroid, they have okay. Zelda. They have let me, then let me back up. Zelda is going to get announced this <laughs> year. And uh, maybe Pac-Man Plus. You now, know. when you say announced, do you think it's going to be I think gameplay or you think just a logo? Because remember, Wind Waker's coming out too, so they're going to be pushing that at the conference. Well, here's, here, here's why I'm making this prediction. I think they're in the oh-crap mode because next-gen systems are getting all the buzz. Nobody's talking about Wii U. I think they're going to show as much as they possibly can about the next Zelda game, and they're going to do everything they can to try to get get it out this year. It may not happen. They may announce it. I think they'll announce it coming out this year, and I think it'll get delayed into next year at some point. That's another one I don't think is going to get announced for this year, because they even said it's still a long ways away. And Wind Waker HD is coming out, so... They said that. that. 
but look at Adam Rain all over your predictions. Hey, I'm just I'm just saying I think I think if they don't have something that big, I think they're gonna get annihilated and just ignored, and I think they're in big trouble. I really do. I think they're gonna just end up being a first person machine only, or like first uh, person developer from their own studios only. I, I just nobody's making anything for it, and I don't think anybody cares anymore. I really do, I hate to say that. Yeah, too. but a lot of t- I mean a lot of times with Nintendo, like I'm, I know we've said this, but. Their their first party games sell their systems anyway. I mean the third parties are nice. I know they're not getting as much support, but you can't call the system dead before they get their systems sellers. Well, here, out. Here's here's saying. why I can this time because now they're not even really up to par with the Xbox 360 and the PS3, so they're still competing with those, and they're going to be competing with the PS4 and the Xbox One on top of this. They're going to be be competing with four different systems now. Yeah, but how do you know that... What if what if the next-gen systems... Maybe what if they have the software lull like the Wii U did or like every pretty much every next-generation gen, next console that comes out goes through this lack and then if a Mario game comes out and if a Zelda game comes out and if all these other games are coming out... Look, I, I've said this before. I don't think it's going to beat it, but I I still believe that's probably a... Impromptu prediction is <laughs> that the Wii U's not dead yet. Yeah, and let's uh, let's go to our listeners and see what they have to say about the Wii U. Well, yeah, I don't hear anything either. <laughs> no, they're they're out there. Yeah, and our good friend Alex is one of the proponents for the Wii U, and I know Jack and Bill always beat me from both sides about the system, but I, it's nice to finally have someone on my side. I'm just trying to challenge the system to to get it going. Well, and get like I, I wanted to give be it a good E3. System. Give it E3. To all the people out there that love their Wii U's. I want you to be happy you bought one Aww, at some point. So nice. I really do. I make I make fun of the situation, but I want it to get better for you guys, honestly. Yeah, because Alex, I mean, he's kind of begging us, in a sense, to cease fire. Stop attacking the Wii U all the time. I mean, and I, I have to say that it does deserve some of it, and it has become an easy target, which he does mention as himself. That's, but, that's true. But Alex brings on a nice prediction, saying that they're going to announce a ton of Wii U titles, because... The 3DS got a lot of its love leading up to it, and the Wii U has been slow. It's because they've been building them and getting them ready for the assault when next generation comes. So he's going to say there's going to be plenty to play, and Microsoft and Sony are going to be facing this thing I was talking about with the next generation consoles where they have the launch titles, and then there's a lull because developers have to build the second round of games. But is there going to be a lull when you got games like Beyond Two Souls coming out for the PS3? You got a lot of these games are still coming that's out still for holiday for season. We don't know too. what's coming out. I'm talking fair about enough. after holidays. I got you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So so yeah, it's just saying, well, and he's also talking about a lot of the things where we get all this crap about DRM and used games and backwards compatibility and all this stuff. And the Wii U has none of that. You can play all your old games. You, it's all compatible with everything you've played in your past. It's very friendly to use. And while they might not have the big hitters you have, there's still a lot to love about the system. And people are forgetting that when the other systems are getting a lot of crap. All right. Here, here's where it comes down to, Alex. If that comes through next week, I will be the first one to say, wow, Nintendo pulled it off. Nintendo... Came out when when he, when I doubted them, when a lot of people doubted them, and they came back swinging, and I'll be happy to say I was wrong. I hope you are right. I honestly don't want to be wrong on this, but I got a, just a bad feeling they don't have a whole lot in the in the in the chamber ready to fire. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I think I think Nintendo will drop a bombshell, and like after E3 and after the other consoles like tout their little stuff, I bet Nintendo will do like a price drop. They'll like cut the price a little, and then they'll. Just like the Wii, how the Wii was like a hundred bucks, and then you had these other two powerful consoles out in the market that were that were better, at least hardware-wise. But on price, 
they were able to still compete. So if they could do something like that again, I think it would be just fine. So you think the Wii U is going to have a price drop? Is that one of your predictions? Yes, it is. Prediction number two. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, Alex, I, I appreciate the input, and I, I mean, I... I hope that your prediction comes true. I really, truly do because... I do too. Because, I mean, I, lo- I love my Wii U. I, I want to play it more. I mean, I, I don't play it, but I like the potential. And with the Virtual Console, I actually have been playing it more. But I actually have a prediction that kind of goes kind of in line with his talk. And I know this one is completely out of the realm of possibility, really, but it's one of my pipe dream hopes, is that Smash Brothers will release this year. Because that game is I think it's a that, potential. that game is a huge title and people won't really expect it. And if we get like a new Mario Kart or a new Mario and a Smash Brothers or something, I mean that will give it some life. I mean I know you say it's the same rehash over and over again, but like like, like it or not, those are huge titles that could really help move some systems and get people talking about this system again. They are huge titles, and I wouldn't be surprised by it because I'm not surprised that like Madden comes out every year. That's kind of where I'm at with those uh, those Smash games. Brothers hasn't been released for like five years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, they used to come out a lot, but I know. But I played a couple of the Smash Brothers, and they just they kind of seemed the same. I mean, there wasn't a huge change between the last yeah, two. Yeah, it was. It was a, like a whole brand new story mode, a lot of new characters, achievement like trophy. The basic gameplay is the not, same, oh, yeah. but not in my opinion. I play both, not in my opinion. <laughs> All right, well, we'll 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 have to see what happens for that argument to get decided. But I, I'd like to mention one, and this is actually one that I was going to use as a prediction. And uh, our our listener friend Nathan Britt beat me to the punch on this, and I could not agree more with this. He, the first things he puts out there are about the use game fees. And he mentions that he doesn't think Microsoft will mention the used game fees during the press conference at all. And what will happen is the following week, all these news sites will confirm this and confirm that, causing Please. tons no, more confusion. I'm so sick of these rumors. And I agree, too. I don't think they're going to want the bad press at E3 because it'll bomb. I think they he's right. They can't announce it. They can't announce I it. I think he's right. And he goes a little step farther about what PlayStation's going to do. And I've been saying this to some friends of mine. Just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean that, that they're not going to have the same issue and he said, mentions that PlayStation won't mention used game fees at the conference but about a month before the PS4 release they'll confirm that, then that it does have used game fees and I think they're both going to do it and I think I think they're both going to wait as long as they can possibly stand it to, to announce it because it's going to be bad news and forget it I'm going to get a Wii U I'm going to enjoy Smash Brothers it was an enjoyable game though. Yeah. I'm just I I don't like what I'm hearing about Microsoft I'm going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt until everything is fully announced but so far, even if they both have the same used game fees, I'm still leaning towards the PS4 right now because the, there's so much other things that are less restrictive. Well, very nice. Well, Nate, we might read a couple more of your predictions in a little bit. He's got other good ones. Yeah, too. for sure. So we'll definitely does. let him go. But let's get back to some of our predictions. And I think it's time for number three from you. Did, right? Yeah. 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 What's your last one? Okay. Are you ready for this? Bring it on. No. I predict... We will see an, a, a teaser trailer and an announcement for Halo 5. Ooh. Now, I, I kind of had this prediction, too, but where do you think it will be announced? In the middle of the trailer or the, the, the conference at the end? Very end of the... It'll be the last thing you see. And what will it be? A like, long ways just, away. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, will it be a logo? Will it be gameplay? Will it be his, it'll, his, it'll be his, a, his visor? It'll be a short helmet. teaser trailer. You'll hear his voice. You'll see a little bit of a landscape. And you'll see a, that big five in that Halo font come across and then fade oh, out. That, uh, that, see that right there? 
we will get a Halo 5 logo to end Mike's self-confidence. I agree <laughs> with you right there. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, I, it's kind of makes a lot of sense, but, yeah, it's it's good. I I have another one that I kind of want to tie into. It's a different game, but I don't want We'll, we'll come back around for okay, number four. Okay, okay, okay. Just so I spread the hate equally, though, um, Halo 5 doesn't get me doesn't get me that excited, though. I, mean, I just it finished yet. Halo 4. I mean, I just did. I just created the teaser trailer in my mind, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see it. There's like, like you know, the, all the graphics are great. Let me get in your mind, though. The graphics I have are great. a question for you. Kate Upton says, Do you like anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you know, since you took my last prediction. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's a good one. I have I have other ones too. Here is one of my predictions for Microsoft. Microsoft will announce a PlayStation Plus esque comp- competitor. They will release something where you pay a price like your Xbox Live. Maybe there's a different tiered level. You pay like an extra twenty bucks. I don't even know what it is, and you get some free games. Like you'll get you'll get maybe some old titles. Now see that's where it gets tricky with the backwards compatibility compatibility issue. But I still think that they need to step up and give something because with the next generation coming, PlayStation Plus is going to be in full tilt. And who knows, maybe the PlayStation Plus, which I also think one of the predictions could be, will be opening up the catalog of the older games. So maybe you can get some streaming PS3 games, you can get all these other stuff. I still think that while they say there's no backwards compatibility, Microsoft is still going to focus on these 360 games and maybe original Xbox games and give you a way to play them, but only to these Xbox Plus members. So I don't know what it's going to be called, what it's going to be, but I think it's time that Microsoft steps in the ring and starts giving something back because PlayStation Plus is getting ridiculously awesome, and yeah. it, especially in the next generation with streaming services. And think of if, And there's been rumors that they'll open up the back catalog like a Netflix where you pay this fee and you can play all these games just streaming them. And that's going to be hard to compete with. So that's that's what I said. My last real prediction or set three predictions is that we will see a competitor to PlayStation Plus. I, I sure. Yeah, I think if they don't, that, that's that's going to hurt them. I think yeah. they got to do something to compete with that because it, it is gaining steam. And at first, Adam used to always tell me about the PlayStation Plus and I just would be like, eh, I don't care. But now it's kind of like, Okay, it's something to pay attention it's like to. Like titles, it's especially real. it solves the problem of backwards compatibility, uh, which is awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure PlayStation's praying that Xbox doesn't do something like that. Yeah, and also, I mean, I just want to say one more thing about PlayStation Plus, which makes it so enticing, is they they are very smart with the releases because, like this month with Deus Ex and Saints Row, they're doing that because there's new games coming out in those franchises. So you build that excitement yet again. So it's a very good marketing tactic very as smart. well. Yeah. Very smart. Jack, number three. Number three prediction. I don't have one. <laughs> I do, I do. Can I take it? Yeah, go ahead. Take it, Bill. I don't have, like, a good one. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see the PlayStation 4. Um, I'll, I'll predict that it looks cooler than the Xbox. How about that? Very subjective. <laughs> the Xbox kind of looks like a Bose stereo system. It just looks... <laughs> It just looks like a an old like '80s VCR. It's just like it's a big black box. I've it. heard that from other people actually too. Honestly, I don't even care what they look like if they if they yeah, kick if ass. They do good as long as like Xbox can keep the fan like going and keep the chips cool, please. I think you're no right. Red, no if, red ring of death. If the PS4 does look really awesome and it kicks ass, and the and the Xbox doesn't, then yeah, more points for the PS4. But my last prediction, and it comes from that little company we love called Telltale Games. I think they are going to showcase The Wolf Among Us. I think they're going to really try to push that, which I think is going to be great. 
And then I think at the very end of, of showing that, uh, at some point, I don't know if it's going to be in a presentation or at some point they're going to announce and show the first trailer for season two of The Walking Dead in full. Fancy, fancy. I think you're going to get both, basically, at E3. Okay, now I'm going to have one crazy prediction, and this one's going to be worth like five points if it comes true. At Sony's press conference, they are going to unveil Half-Life 3. Holy crap. I want mm-hmm. you to get five points for that. Because <laughs> so, you remember they uh, ten Game Newell right. came out ten and announced points. that Portal's coming out. I know it's usually a PC franchise, but think of the power if it came out on PS3. Ten points oh, if that's right. Guys. I know oh, yeah. this is never going to come true, but there's my five-point prediction. And another quick hitter from, from Nathan, too, because um, he talks about the release dates and price points of the PS4 and the Xbox One. He predicts that the PS4 will come out in November with the price of 400 and that Xbox One will come out with a price of 450 with also a $300 console with a one-year contract, you know, like they did with the oh, other one, yeah, where right, you pay right. a little bit more, like an extra 15 bucks a month. I agree with both of those, although I'm I'm going with the other prediction I saw, where where the PS4 was they're predicted to be at 350 and the Xbox at 400. You think 350? I think I'm thinking I, I, if that would pull, go with 499 if, or 399. If they pull off 350, people are gonna shit kittens. Well, yeah, for sure. Especially because, compared to their last. Because can the PS3 was six hundred dollars? I think I so far, Sony has gone after every mistake they made last generation very aggressively. This is the last one they haven't touched. And if they go after this one aggressively at three fifty, I think that is going to just floor it. Now I'll be happy with four hundred too. Don't get me I wrong. I think four hundred is probably going to yeah. That's yeah, where I'm thinking still, the price. They still got to make money. Can't lose. Oh, no, I think they're going to make plenty of money in time, especially with PlayStation Plus. Jack, any last any last super predictions? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, so what are some of your predictions? Send us an email at podcast at thegamersadvocate dot com and let us know what you think that is going to happen. I mean, hey, send us some emails. If you get them right, we'll showcase you and say, you know what? You get five points. You can go buy something. And I wish we had more time because every one of Nathan's, I think, are right on the money. Yeah, definitely. We got got a lot of good Good job, Nathan. Yeah, you too. I mean, Alex too. You too, Alex. And Alex, again, uh, I, I know I've been critical of the Wii U, but it's only because it's like having a kid that you know can do better. I, I want to see it do better, so I want to be proud of it, just like you are. So uh, I, I, I it's, thank, it's not meant with hate. Yeah, and I also have to thank Alex because it's nice to have a teammate every once in a while. <laughs> I get bashed so much. Yeah, Jack and I do think alike. <laughs> yeah, so E3, you know what? Like it or hate it, good or bad, it's going to be one for the ages, without a doubt. I mean, we're we're going to be coming back in the in kind of when it's wrapping up next Wednesday. The press conferences are really starting Monday throughout that day, and we'll get other game releases and demos and announcements. So expect a full-packed show next week. It's going to be crazy. It's I am extremely fun. excited. I can. I just. It's the best time of the year. It was a good time to come. Time of the year. Good time to come back, wasn't it? It's yes, like it was. it's like Christmas, but you really don't get anything. You just know what you're gonna get. Hey, we get yeah. Nintendo games at Best Buy. Oh, that's true. We get to we get to squeeze the Charmin. The best buy close to us is doing that. Too. I kind of like right. to say that we are going to go to an E three conference. We're like legit now. Yeah, there you go. See, we uh, can do a live stream. Let's for make best backstage buy. passes and try to. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. So yeah, we we really appreciate you listening to the show. Once again, email us all any of your predictions, any questions, comments to podcast at thegamersadvocate dot com. Follow us on Twitter at gamersadvocate. If you want to follow me. I'm at Adam Bankers. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. 
of course, like us on Facebook. Just search for The Gamer's Advocate and follow the blue shield. Not the red one. They're <laughs> yeah. jerks. And, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please give us some ratings and reviews. We got a few last week. We really appreciate it. And just keep them coming because that will help more people find us and make us bigger and better. Yeah, and read Adam's articles because uh, they're excellent. They've been, and they've IGN should hire good. him soon. <laughs> That'd be nice. Thanks, guys. So, and we also want to thank Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, for our intro and our logo. And to end the show, we're just going to do something silly because it's E3 and we got fun stuff to do. And we are going to play you the Harlem Shake. So hopefully you at home listening can make a video and become a YouTube sensation. Try not to get that stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do the Harlem Shake of the E3 at Best Buy. Nice. I'm going to post we'll film. I'm It'll right there awesome. with you. I'll be twerking. So, yeah, so like I said, stay tuned for E3. Stay tuned for some incredible announcements, incredible reveals. It's just, it's going to be awesome. And we look forward to breaking it down and talking about it next week with you guys. So until next week, and for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack. We hope you have a great night. Good to be back. I missed you, ding-dongs. <laughs>